Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationships with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome to episode six of the Table and Well podcast. Uh, This episode is going to be a little different today. Actually, Janelle and I are coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. We are here with Olivia, our youngest daughter, who is uh, dancing in a dance intensive here. And it's just been a really good week. So we thought that it would be good to take a little break from exploring the topics of relational maturity. And let's actually hear from people who have gone through the collabs and have been practicing the tools and skills learned in the collabs to grow in relational maturity. So our collabs are four to eight week small group workshops where we teach, discuss, and most importantly, we intentionally practice the skills and tools to grow in joy-filled relational health with God, yourself, and others. So what we're going to do today is just have a conversation with Tennyson and Madeline Berry. This is our son and our new daughter-in-law, and we're so excited that they're here with us. And they are newlyweds. So, I know. What are we, what, five weeks, six weeks? Six, seven, something like that. Awesome. I'm not sure. So let's go ahead and get started with our conversation. Um, So the first question I have is what topic or skill from the collab has impacted you the most? Um, Hi, I'm Tennyson. Like my dad introduced me. Um, Our voices might sound similar, so it might be kind of hard to figure it out, but I'm sure you got it. It's true. Uh, (laughs) um, I think that a big thing that I took away from the collabs was um, something that you guys might have heard about already, but something called relational circuits or RCs, which is basically the idea that um, in your brain, like when you're connecting with other people, you have these RCs, relational circuits that um, allow you to essentially connect better with other people. And um, in the COLA, we talked about being aware of when your RCs are on or off. And it's very it's very interesting to know like if you're struggling with a relationship or you feel as if you're having a hard time connecting really like taking a second and thinking about and reflecting on if your RCs are actually on because nine times mm-hmm. out of ten, if they're on, you're going to want to connect with people and you're going to have an easier time connecting with people. And when they're off, obviously that's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. I think that's huge. I was going to say, um, I think Emmanuel journaling, was huge for me um, realizing that there I have this tool where I can like actually sit down and I almost have like a structure for journaling rather than just like dumping all my thoughts um, onto paper that I actually have sort of a structure to ask um, what it is like thinks about a situation I'm going through or how he just feels about me relationally before I go to him with all of these thoughts and issues and things that I'm working through that like the structure has really enabled me to be able to relationally connect with the father before I go into all of this stuff that I want him to solve. Like it, it sort of sets the foundation for this is a relationship period. And everything else that I want to talk to the Lord about is secondary to the fact that he cares for me and that mm-hmm. I love him back. Um, so that's been huge for like a daily practice that I've implemented. Yeah. So how does that, how does that work in your relationship just with the RCs and then um, being relationally connected that way? And then, being able to journal and um, how is that carried over into 
even your marriage relationship or your dating relationship too, because yeah. that's where you guys were when you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Emmanuel journaling was really cool for me when we were dating because we, which I think a lot of people, especially like believers would probably struggle with dating. Like you don't really know where those lines are as far as um, like how much of your spiritual life to share with the person that you're dating. Cause you're not really sure if you're going to marry them yet. And like, do we pray together? Do we read the word together? Is that too much? Like all of this. Um, and it was kind of nice to have this sort of like safe space where like if there was an Emmanuel journal, I could actually trust that it was going to be beneficial for our dating relationship to share that. And it, I almost had this sort of safe feeling that it's not going to be too much. Um, like I can kind of make the call whether, you know, I want to really share it, but there was sort of this safety hearing it from the, like, this is a proven thing that has worked for a long time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ruin a relationship. It actually makes it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be able to like have that structure to do the journal and then to actually read it to Trey was huge yeah. because it was a succinct way to share, like, this is what God's doing in my heart. This is also what I'm worried about for the day. Um, these are ways that like I need help without having to like think through it all again and verbalize it to him mm-hmm. again to read the journal. Um, and it helped a lot, I think. Yeah. Like, just mm-hmm. navigating like what it is that we both needed for the day or for the week. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's an interesting thing about Emmanuel journaling is that we there's the Emmanuel journaling process of actually journaling, but then there's that extra step of sharing your journal with someone that you're in relationship yeah. with that just multiplies the whole experience, yeah. I think. And that's really neat how it also expanded your relationship with Trey on top of expanding your relationship with the Lord. I think that's mm. really neat. Yeah. And I was amazed a huge part of the journal that you guys taught was that like when you share it, it switches from one side of your brain to the other Mm. and actually changes the way that you're going to apply it. It like solidifies almost in your brain. And I had a journal my whole life, but I never shared it with anyone. And so once I started sharing it and reading it out loud, I was amazed at the difference. The like these revelations I was having, I actually started to implement them, um, which was just another cool aspect of that. Yeah. So, what changes um, have you noticed just in how you approach relationships in general from the things that you've learned in the collabs, maybe with each other or maybe with other people? Where's yeah. things change? For sure. Um, in relation to just all, all the things in the collab, but specifically for me, the RCs, um, it almost created this like awareness of a way to really connect with somebody, right? Like somebody either you don't know or like a, a, um, a built relationship, but just being aware of, okay, I'm going to check in with myself with my RCs and make sure they're turned on in a way to be able to relate to somebody. Right. So it's like, in with, we kind of gave this example in the collabs of like, sometimes you're like, you're going shopping, you're going to the grocery store, your RCs are turned off. You're like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to go and get my thing. And like you, you walk by somebody in the aisle and they're kind of nice to you, but you kind of just pass them off because you're just, your RCs are turned off and you're just like, I just don't want to do anything. Right. You get to the, you get to the checkout line, the cashier's super nice, but your RCs are turned off and you're like, I just don't want to do it. Right. As opposed to you go into that grocery store and you're like, okay, like I, I, I'm going to turn on my RCs and intentionally turn them on. So if something like that does happen, 
you're able to actually connect with somebody. And like through that, like through like bumping to somebody in the, in the grocery store or talking to the, to the checkout person, like you might actually build a relationship and actually impact them in some way that you don't know. Right. But it's just being aware of that, like being aware of where your state of mind is and where your RCs are, I think are, is super, super important. And I think it even doubles down for um, like relationship that you have, like with family or your spouse or whatever, when your RCs are off, like you, it's so difficult for you to even get past like a, a point of, of just connecting, right? You're so, I don't want, I don't want, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm walking away. But when you take a second and your RCs are turned on, you're more compassionate, you're more loving, you're more mm-hmm. thoughtful because you've geared your brain to have your RCs on. And so, I mean, it just makes for a better relationship. Like it's almost impossible to maintain a healthy relationship when your RCs are turned off. Yeah. Yeah. And so taking a second and reflecting on, okay, like how am I feeling? Where are, where's my RC at? And then actively turning it on is so powerful in building a strong and healthy relationship. So you're talking about being able to turn on and off or your RCs being off and being able to turn them back on in the collabs. Uh, we teach about different ways to turn them back on. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite way to turn your RCs back on? For me, it really is just, it's really a reflection. It's, it's okay. Um, and also in the, in the collab, we talked about joy and I'm sure you guys have talked about this, but where joy comes from is essentially knowing that somebody is happy to be with you. Mm-hmm. And when your RCs are off, usually it can be it can just be not feeling that joy remembering that joy Mm -hmm. so taking a second and reflecting on like if you're having trouble connecting with one particular person that you have a relationship with thinking back on okay when's a moment that i knew that they were happy to be with me Mm it's like that one particular person and that for me like even in marriage has helped sometimes and and just being able to be okay so like we're having trouble connecting right now, but think of all the thousand times before we've had a really great time connecting. Mm-hmm. And so it almost, it turns on your brain to being like, okay, like I'm going to aim to have that level of connection and feeling that joy again that I felt in the previous time. That's good. That's Even really in good. the middle of maybe tough conversation or conflict yeah. that that For joy sure. can actually still be fully present. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Really good. So how has it been for you both have gone through the collabs, both one and two. And so what has it been like to even have the same language when you are, you know, to talk about like, Hey, um, your RCs aren't on or, um, Hey, we need to trust cycles or the different things that we talk about in the collabs. What's it been like to be able to talk to each other about well, the things that you've learned, but have the same language and moving the same direction. Yeah, I think, um, it's been a game changer for us because to be able, like Trey was saying in a hard moment to be able to almost call each other on that and say, okay, this is the reason that we're having a hard time connecting. So let's both actually take a second and think of a joy moment, um, which is the language that you guys, you know, teach. And um, to be able to just like, we both know what we're talking about. We both know to take a step away and just, and just actually think about a time that we were allowed to be together. Um, another part of the language I think that's really changed like our relationship for the better has been being able to say, um, like you can do hard things, which is something you guys said over and over, but, um, 
when one of us is in a hard moment and frustrated or whatever and dealing with something hard, maybe not in our relationship, but something else for Trey to be able to come to me and be like, Hey, like this is a hard thing. We're going to acknowledge it as being a hard thing, but you can do hard things. You've proven this to yourself already yeah. multiple times before. And I know exactly like there's so much tied to that phrase. That's like, mm-hmm. okay, like I am able to connect relationally in the midst of this hard thing. I actually can keep pushing to like overcome it. Like I have what it takes. All of this stuff is like combined to that phrase, but he can just say like, you can do hard things and all of that comes. And I'm like, it changes our relationship in that moment, but it also changes my ability to feel like I can actually do the hard thing. Um, which has been really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, awesome. Um, I think we just have one more question for you guys. And then, um, so going through the collabs and everything, in what way do you feel more connected to guide yourself and others? I know we've talked a little bit about that, but are there anything, maybe specific ways that you feel more connected to God yourself and others? For, for me, the Emmanuel journaling was a very, a very big revelation, I think in my relationship with the father, um, because the whole point of the Emmanuel journaling is actually cultivating a relationship with God as opposed to kind of what Maddie was talking about, like just I'm going to go like do like a journal time. But Emmanuel journaling is so specifically geared to you building a relationship and it's structured to the first exercise you do in the Emmanuel journal is actually to turn your RCs on mm-hmm. and thinking of a joy moment that you had with the Lord and where he was in that moment. And then it, it literally gears you perfectly for building that relationship because your RCs are now on. And um, for me, it's just been so wonderful to see that and to actually feel like you're building a relationship as opposed to like, oh, I'm just like journaling and doing my thing. And like, God's here. It's such a practical thing to relationally build that relationship. And that, and that plays so much into not just your relationship with God, but your relationship with everybody that you're in a relationship mm-hmm. with because yeah. I mean that's where everything comes from like that's where your love comes from that's where your joy comes from and so being able to it's like almost like a top down like the cup overflows into all your other cups right so if your cup mm-hmm. with Jesus is overflowing then it's going to pour into all your other spheres of life especially yeah. in relationships which is super awesome and super amazing mm-hmm. so that's how I've seen it for me yeah that's awesome um I think it's impacted all three of those relationships. Um, but the one that I think daily and I, I notice is my relationship with myself. Um, I feel like I'm, I think about thinking, I mean, I'm constantly thinking my head is like full <laughs> of emotion 24 seven. Um, you guys know the Enneagram, I'm Enneagram four. Um, and so I just am, there's just ideas and stuff all the time. Um, and I've just noticed that having um, the awareness of the relational circuits like has been a total game changer and just realizing if I'm not connecting, there's a reason mm-hmm. and I don't have to go into this huge process of overthinking why I'm upset or why I'm frustrated or why, like, what did I do wrong? What did they do wrong? Like this whole thing that I would get so caught up in that would t- make the process of being fr- from going from frustration back to joy so long now, like I'm able to just realize like, Oh, I just actually, my brain's not turned on. (laughs) I don't feel like connecting with people. There is something that I can actually do to change that. 
Um, and so it's taken a lot of the like smoke and mirrors and process of overthinking my own thoughts actually mm-hmm. like completely out of the picture. Um, if I'll actually implement, you know, the things that you guys have said, um, not that overthinking never happens, but it has, changed, I think, and it also, I think has enabled me to offer some more grace to myself and knowing mm-hmm. that if I'm frustrated in a moment, it's not because I'm like screwed up or, um, not, you know, connected to Jesus or like, I don't love him. Or I don't love the person I'm with or whatever. It's actually just, it makes it a little more like tangible to just be like, Hey, this is a, actually a brain thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it across the whole face of the planet right. I need to take a second and like turn my relational circuits back on and it's going to come back. Yeah. Um, and so it takes the whole guilt trip where you beat yourself up for being frustrated with somebody. It sort of like takes that out of it, That's um, which then enables you to be, to return back to that joy, I think quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. Awesome. yeah. I think it's interesting because with that piece of relational circuitry, we can believe that we don't want to be with people. And when we feel that we don't want to be with people, we can begin to believe that that's just true about life in general. And mm-hmm. we kind of set up camp in that part of our brain, mm-hmm. but it's not actually who we are. Yeah. It, right. it really is just a moment in time and we're in a particular space in our brain and we can come back to the space in our brain that really does love being with people. Cause that's what we were designed to do yeah. is love to be with people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just a brain thing. It's not a broken thing, you know? Yeah, our yeah. hearts aren't broken right which they can be there's there's elements to that but but just knowing that we can work with our brains mm-hmm. and that there's simple tools to use i would agree with you maddie that was a game changer for me as well yeah and and it also too i think it, it puts a name to those different things that are so like you said maddie takes away the smoke and mirrors it's like why am i feeling this way what's going on well we can put a name to it and then again there's those tools that we can use to recover to come back from those things, mm-hmm. to return to joy, to return to a place of, I want to be with you to understand that I can do hard things um, mm-hmm. to begin to look at, you know, who am I and what's the Lord saying? And, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm messed up or I'm nobody or I'm no good. It's like, no, there's just turn those circuits on so I can receive from the one who wants to give me something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. And wants to help me connect with other people. Yeah. 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 I think also when it comes to, we talked about God um, and, I talked about myself, but I think with others, um, we've also talked about in our relationship, but I think another huge thing that has changed the way I relate to people that I don't understand, I don't have a close relationship with mm. has been this um, teaching on maturity and the different levels of maturity. Um, and it's changed the way that I interact with people who are maybe operating on a different level of maturity than I am. Um, whether that's, me acting like an infant or them acting like (laughs) if you interact with somebody and they don't know how to ask for what they need and you're both frustrated because this person is just expecting you to understand what they need and fulfill those needs, all this stuff, actually having the knowledge of the different levels of maturity enables you to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, they actually just haven't learned this skill yet of learning to ask for what they need. And I also didn't learn that skill until very recently. And now like I'm learning how to practice that. And um, so I think it's changed the way that how quickly I'm able to offer grace to somebody when I can identify what it is that is wrong with the maturity level and not that 
being less mature is necessarily worse, but just that we're on different pages yeah. uh, about understanding whatever it is that we're working through. Um, so as far as relating to others, that's been a game changer as well. That's really fun. It's really good. Is there anything else that you guys would want to, that you would want other people to know about collabs and why they should choose and take the risk? Well, I really think it's kind of the crux of the whole human existence, right? Is relationship. Like we, we are put here on this planet to have a relationship with God and, and other people. Right. And, and to build relationships and to have a family. And if you're someone who struggles with that and, and, and are unsure why, like really struggles with like having relationships and building strong, healthy relationships. I think the collabs is a great way of learning how to do that in a practical way. That's not all like, Oh, just like, ask God how to do it. You know, like it's a very, like, it's a very, it's very spiritually based, but also based in in science and how your brain actually works and how God designed your brain to work. So it's, it's basically taking a layer off of the whole mystical, like, Oh, just like do this and do that. No, these are very practical, realistic things that you can do that will help you build those relationships. And by knowing how to do those things, it's you're actively going further and building those relationships. So it's, it's really, it's, it's really great. And nobody else is, is teaching you how to do this. Like nobody else is that I've seen at least is giving these kind of answers, giving these kinds of solutions. And if you're really looking for something like that, even if you think that you have the best relationships in the world, you probably don't. <laughs> and, <laughs> and these are just so amazing, practical, realistic things that you can do that will help you build stronger relationships. And it's, it's really, it's really amazing. And you'd be missing out if you didn't join. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think too, because of what the tools are, it doesn't matter where you are in life. It doesn't matter if you are in high school, if you're in middle school, Mm -hmm. if you are in college, young adult, if you're 50, Mm -hmm. if you're kids, if you're newly married, it doesn't matter you can always grow in these areas and it's, they're, they're not. Yeah. They apply everywhere. Yeah. They're not specific to any one person or time. I would say too, um, something that was amazing for me is actually getting to walk through it with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think, you know, there are books on the brain science of relationships. There are books on, you know, then there's a hundred Christian books on how to have a better marriage or whatever you can go and read by yourself and try to implement. But there's something about having that accountability of coming back every week Mm -hmm. and talking about whether or not you implemented (laughs) what we learned last week. And did you actually turn your RCs on when you realized they were off or did you not? And listening to somebody who's not your spouse (laughs) or, you know, somebody on, you know, a zoom call or whatever that you're not necessarily doing life with, hearing how they did it in their lives and then getting to come back and, and just talk about it with each other um, is different. And I don't think that's offered in a lot of places. I think we've got church small groups and we've got self-help books, but there's not really this merging of like, let's do this together, but let's also like really get down and practically work out some of these things that we're learning. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, it's worth your time. Yeah, I think one of my favorite part of the groups is that interaction and getting to watch people say, Hey, I really struggled practicing this. I didn't know it would be this hard. And somebody else saying, 
same, you yeah. know, <laughs> that it was hard for me too, or I, it was hard for me, but then this came to mind and I tried it this way and, and just watching the tools unfold in real time yeah. with different people from different walks of life and different stages of life is so fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Isn't that it's, we get so much joy from doing it. Mm-hmm. We always, we, we, we come off the calls and we're like, we love doing this mm-hmm. because we get to see <laughs> the growth in you guys. And we get to see how you're interacting with each other on the calls and all of that. So it's such, it's a blessing for us mm-hmm. and it's a joy for us really just to see the growth before yeah. our eyes. Yeah. It, it's crazy in six weeks. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. So, well guys, thank you very much for taking some time and talking to us about the collabs and um, we, yeah. uh, we really appreciate it. We are so awesome. Here. You guys yeah. are awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you for having us. All right. Bye. Goodbye. For more information about collabs, please go to tableandwellco.com. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.